Um, I'm here today with one of my really good friends, Victor. Yeah. And so, how long have we known each other now, roughly? Three years. Three years since yeah. we. The first time we met would have been at the. If it wasn't for Stop the Violence program, then maybe when you were hosting Jumbo Africa yeah. for the first time. For the first time, yeah. 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 And I remember one of my favorite jokes that you said at the time. You were asking um, if anybody was single or double double. Oh, really? <laughs> and me and Rachel were sitting there, we just cracked up. The, you were hilarious and you were funny. Yeah. Um, and I think now meeting you after the Stop the Violence, it was. I was like, oh, there's a different side of you all of a sudden than yeah. the person that I saw on stage. You were very smart, you're very passionate about the community, and that's why I have you here today. Thank you. Um, so I'll start off with the first one. You when I said when I asked you for the script, you told me that Vicola was an error. Yeah. What we, happened? So I started comedy in a very funny way. Mm -hmm. I used to do like comedy in church. Yeah. Like acting. I used to be like the funny character mm -hmm. in church. And then one time we having a, a superstar coming to the university and they were like, Oh Victor, you're funny, you should do the opening. Okay. So when they printed the the, the flyer, mm. they just put they just put any, any name. <laughs> so the guy just put Vicolo the Joker. And I was like, nah, I'm not a joker. I'm a serious person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. I was like, why would you put Vicolo the joker? Yeah. And he's like, why? I was like, I like Vicolo. Mm -hmm. Just let's get rid of the joker. My dad don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so then that was born Vicolo the mm. comedian. Mm. That's excellent. I actually quite like the name. Now, of all things, I know that you're studying at the moment as well. Mm. So how did you end up into comedy and acting? I ended up into comedy because I used to be a very shy guy, mm -hmm. like very shy. I I was actually a chronic stammerer oh, really? yeah, before, yeah. so I had to push myself out of it because mm -hmm. I people said, oh, he's very quiet, he doesn't talk, but mm -hmm. then not because I don't talk, but because I'm scared of talking. Okay. When I talk, I start stuttering, and I'm like, I don't want people to like see me eat the table or yeah. eat the wall, so I'm like... I'm just gonna keep quiet. So when you even hurt me, I'll just like look and say a lot of things in my mind yeah. and just look at you I'm like you have no idea <laughs> what's running in my head. So he was like, oh, he's, he's so gentle, he doesn't do anything. Quiet. And then I was like, I need to push myself out. Yeah. So I started pushing myself out through the church mm. group. Mm -hmm. Like and when I when I went to the university, mm. I pushed myself out more on stage. Yeah. Then when I went to the UK, I pushed myself out more on the train. So yeah. when I'm on the train, I look at people. Which random I'm people. Down, random people. <laughs> and I look at them like that. I'm like, they don't know I'm trying to practice. Yeah, yeah, okay. Looking at people like that. That's excellent. Yeah. All right, so I've been sitting across from you now. Obviously, you're one of the most confident people that I've ever met in Australia, to be honest. Were you always this comedy? You said that you, you used to stammer, so you weren't always. No. Like, no, it sort of started developing slowly. No. I'm much more confident on stage. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, one time I did a comedy, mm -hmm. and two beautiful girls came to me. <laughs> and they were like, oh my god, you're so funny. How do you even come up with those jokes? And I was quiet. You didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And I was looking at them, and they were like, Oh my god, are you shy off stage? Yeah. I'm like, 
Yes. Yeah, okay. I actually don't like confrontation. Like, yeah. It, it scares me. I can look at 1,000 people. Yeah. But when I look at you or one, one person, person, I'm like, hmm, she's getting personal. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I guess that kind of goes into my next question. I was saying, um, so you put yourself out there a lot. Like when you're on stage, you're putting yourself in a place where people will judge you straight yeah. away. Yeah. It's different from other jobs where, you know, you get judged. Maybe you send an email and two weeks later you find out what people thought. Yeah. But you're constantly putting yourself in a place where mm. you're going to get judged. Mm. So how, how are you anxious at all when you're on stage? How do you deal with that if you are? Um... I know that people, because I try to change characters. Yeah. If you watch on stage, sometimes yeah. I try to like be serious, mm-hmm. and then I try to like be funny. Yeah. And I know people are judging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even I'll tell you when I did my first stand-up for my dad. Yeah. The character my dad knew was like a gentle boy. Mm. My mom knew it's son that doesn't speak much, mm-hmm. so they were even worried about my speaking. Yeah. Okay. So when I did my father's 50th birthday, I did a stand-up comedy for yeah. him. And my mom, after doing that, my mom came up to take the mic and say, "I never knew Victor speaks like this." Okay. So my character is different. Yeah. People judge me. Yeah. On stage. Yeah. When I come down stage, immediately I just switch. Mm. So you be like, was he the one on stage? Yeah. Or no. So yeah. I just like, especially if I don't know you, mm-hmm. I just look straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even smile. It's like new person. Yeah. Okay. So that that that's just just we've talked about your stage life. Now, I'm I'm wondering what for you comedy. Obviously, you get people laughing and you get people happy. People forget yeah. problems. In your opinion, why do you think people come to your show? Like when you have your gigs, mm. I've been to some of your shows yeah. and you, you always have a theme around why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. But why do you think people go to a comedy show in general? Well, there's a lot of um, troubles going on in the world that we refuse to see the human mm-hmm. out of it. We yeah. focus on that kind of um, sad part. Yeah. But there's a uh, it's a lot of humor, like it's a lot of humor in everything in the world, yeah. and we forget to see that part. So yeah. people come to shows because number one, I do comedy and cuisine. Yeah, and there's food. Yeah, and I'm like, when people are eating, they should laugh. That's true. So that is then, true. when I do comedy and cuisine, mm-hmm. that's the plan. Yeah. And number two, my focus for comedy, as I said, is not just for like. I see myself as a community influencer, yeah. so when I do comedy and cuisine, I try to focus on, okay, we're doing it for women suffering yes. from domestic violence yeah. issue, promoting African businesses, yeah. we do all that, and then I'm not just doing comedy, Yeah, I'm doing comedy with a purpose. So you'd say that a lot of things in this world would actually be fixed by just a bit of humor. Yeah, but yeah. like a lot of things in this world would be fixed by humor. Like yeah. you have no idea about like the worst country in the world that you think they should be sad, the comedians there actually make everyone happy. Yeah. And they'd be like, Oh, we shouldn't even cry. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I think I think that has covered like four questions in one just by that answer. That's great. Alright, now, because what I've been doing this year is also looking at trying to get people to understand the past, present and future and that you're not limited to 
anything you can use your past as a reference point to mm. do what you want for your future right so i'm wondering what your first gig was like your very first time on stage what was that like oh i will the very first time on stage mm-hmm. was when I got the name Vicolo. Yeah, okay. So that was the first time I should have stopped being comedy. <laughs> because? That was the worst thing <laughs> in my whole entire Really? Because this is a superstar. Mm-hmm. It is private university. Everyone ready. They knew I was funny mm-hmm. acting. Yeah, yeah. But they never seen me do stand up comedy. Yeah. On this day, I had a crush on a particular lady, right? All right. I went on stage, boom, a lady sitting down there looking at me, I'm looking at her, I'm like, I can see you looking at me, <laughs> and you are looking at me, I'm on the stage and I'm about to crack a joke. I don't know if it's for you or for all the people in this room mm-hmm. to laugh. Yeah. And I held the mic. Then I was saying my jokes, mm-hmm. but in a way that I'm preaching. Okay. I'm like hurting people. <laughs> like in the church? In the church. <laughs> like just just say amen, you know? Yeah. And I knew I was doing that, but I couldn't stop because people had so much expectation of Victor. Yeah. Victor is a very funny yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, Victor will kill the stage. But when I go to the stage, yeah. the first encounter. So yeah. now when I when before I got my confidence right, yeah. when I go on stage now, I look above people's head. So <laughs> okay. Because that, when that happened, mm. the main guy, the celebrity came yeah. and said, give him a million of applause, he's just starting, he's an upcoming artist, it's yeah. encouraging, you know, it's not easy to do this, and yeah. thank God for Nigeria, mm. then when I got off the stage, after like five minutes, they took off the light. Oh, really? So when they took off the light, no, I, I took off. Oh my goodness. I ran to my hostel, Yeah. I stayed in the hostel for like a week. I couldn't go hiding. out. Hiding. Hiding. Mm-hmm. Because my friends were like, Victor, in case we go back to school, please don't walk with us. <laughs> don't them um, associate you. So that was, that was a, a great gig for you then. It was a it good experience. It was but... a good experience, but then yeah. Yeah. I would like to... Because uh, yeah. it hurts. Yes. When you get on stage yeah. and you try to make... You know what you're about to say is exactly. funny. You've practiced. <laughs> then you get on stage and like saying it and... So for those for those moments that you know weren't so great, do you do you go back to them and remember them and use them in any way to help you or do you just avoid it? Just don't think um, about them. To be honest, after the first one, mm. so people were like, ah, we're not sure about this guy's yeah. ability to develop. But then we had a festival in school again. Yeah. So I came out, mm-hmm. I did one joke, yeah. killed it, like yeah. everyone stood up, wow, the girl, yeah. the And after that one joke, yeah. I got a standing ovation, mm-hmm. everyone was clapping, they were the chairs, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything right now, because yeah. this joke is good enough, yeah. good night everyone. <laughs> it's like, I've killed it, I've that's killed it. it, that's it, oh, good night. Yeah. So that yeah. was a boost for me. Yeah. So, so with that, yeah. People seem oh, funny guy, mm-hmm, oh, funny guy, mm-hmm. oh, funny guy. Yeah. So it's not that you did the first, it didn't go great, and you gave up. You sort of went, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Right. And that was then more confidence yeah. coming. Even though I was studying banking and finance. Okay. Mm. But in, I get called to yeah. come and do acting in the theater. Yeah. Okay. 
So I was really good in acting. That's great. So you did a good job with that one. Yeah. Okay, again, you answered a lot of my questions in one go. Now, do you, how do you prepare for a show? So if, if, you're, if you're about to go on stage, you know, you might be nervous, maybe, or not so nervous. How do you prepare before you just hit the stage? Mm-hmm. Like, depends on the crowd. Yeah. I like to like walk around the venue. Mm-hmm. Get the feel because when I walk around the venue, yeah. I feel like I've absorbed everyone into yeah. me. Okay. And okay. I'm about to release energy into mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, like I did an event for Study West, mm-hmm. and it was so good that everyone was like, it's a ball. It's yeah. like people are wearing tires. This and is I, the one I was, I yeah, came to as you, well. came you did a great job at that. And I was like, guys, I know you guys are well-dressed. Mm-hmm. I'm also well-dressed. <laughs> but losing up, this is not the formal way. This is okay, relax, everyone. So I walked around the room. I walked around before anyone came. I've gotten the vibe. I'm like, okay, these people are here, these people are here. I can I connect people? And if you yeah. watch the event, yeah. it's like mixed. Yeah. Every nationality was there. It's true. So it's not just like I'm cracking joke for like a group of people. Mm-hmm. I'm cracking joke for like mixed people. Yeah. So then I I try to like get prepare myself at home. Mm-hmm. I will although I don't follow the script. Yeah. I can have like dotted. I can say kitchen. I can say hello. Yeah. All those ones are like a whole paragraph. Yeah, just yeah. words, just keywords. Words, keywords and mm, all that. Mm. I can have that sometimes and sometimes I can listen to other comedians. Yeah, okay. Read some books, yep. do some researches so that when I'm speaking yeah. I, and, and I also ask questions yeah. from the planners. Yeah. So what you plan? Yeah. Even for weddings, it's one of the hardest gigs yeah. people don't know because you have to satisfy family that are from a particular part of Africa, yeah. then the one that is marrying an Australian, yeah. you have to like match them together. Yeah. You have to bring up, bring up the Aussie Aussie vibe, <laughs> and then you have to bring up the African African, African vibe. vibe. Yeah. And if you don't do some things in the African setting or don't call the names of the family in a particular manner, then you are like yeah. not doing a good job. Yeah. And that's gonna ruin the whole wedding for the rest of their life. But it's a will, lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it's a will, lot of pressure. But they will reflect, that's why they pay. Yeah. Because they will reflect, say, yeah. Uh, useless. Yeah, useless. Okay. No, I think I think you do a great job. And, and it seems like you, you do your homework. So yeah. You get to I, know your people. I get to know them. Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So when I'm going to a gig, I'm like, how many people are there? Yeah, of course. So where are they from? Yeah, what am I dealing with? What am I dealing with? <laughs> so when, when people come to your show that you've put together, so like I said before, I know that you, each show that you've done, at least the ones that I've seen, have a theme around them. Like you, like you said, some of the comedian cuisine was focused on women um, and domestic violence, which was a, actually that was brilliantly done. It was such a wonderful show. Um, but in general, when you're putting together a show, and I know you're making people laugh, what are you hoping people take away? What are you trying to project to your audience when you're on stage? Um, because uh, I'm in Australia now. Mm. One of the weakest thing we have in the African setting is lack of proper networking. Yeah. So my my joy mm-hmm. is to see an African group network with another nationality group. Mm-hmm. Or someone from another country gets to know about an African person business. Mm-hmm. Or you get to meet new friends. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's like that's when I say, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And 
also because some of the money I make, which is quite little, mm. I use it to support like orphanage visitation yeah. in yeah. in Nigeria, which yeah. I started mm. in 2014. Because and I started it from Vicolo. Is it Vicolo? I turned Vicolo into the colorful. Oh wow! So I had yeah. a UR, FUR. Mm-hmm. It became the colorful. The color. Mm-hmm. And we like so that is my game. Yeah. My future now it's under registration yeah. for like NGO, mm-hmm. but that is my biggest uh, achieve will be my biggest like mm-hmm. happiness. Yeah. When I see. Uh, enough a proper NGO starts mm. running yeah. that is addressing and visiting orphanage owners, not just yeah. to give them something, yeah. but to spend time with them mm. and entertain them. So I actually hadn't written this down as one of my questions, but now I'm, I've, because we've talked about it, it's something that I'm interested in. So a lot of what I'm trying to look at is people and following their passions, right? Mm. So I, like you said, you've, you were studying was it banking and finance mm. um, and you work in a different area you do all these projects mm. but clearly there's a passion that you are relentlessly trying to follow and mm. that to me comes across in your community work efforts. Yeah. so how, how do you find yourself to be like okay despite the challenges and everything else that comes up against you mm. how do you still find the will to follow your passion Something that's costing you money. You're yeah. not making money out of yeah, a lot yeah, of this. True. Yeah. I would say I get like good support from my parents, mm. and I get good support from friends. Yeah. Like from you now, if mm. I ask you, like, give me hundred dollars. Yeah. I want to give it to the DJ. He's exactly. playing. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, take it. So yeah. I, I'm not shy yeah. of asking people yeah. help. So yeah. I so ask people for help. That's a tip. Yeah. So yeah. Although sometimes I can, like one time I did this show. Mm. I didn't even spend my money. It was a guy that gave me $500. Really? So I was like, thank you. So I, like, I used that yeah. for like for the first deposit of food. Because people don't even know that. You have to actually deposit for the food first. So the like the cuisine one? Come on, cuisine. Oh, yeah. And I deposit for the food. Shit. So if you don't eat, there was, there was a show actually yeah. that I did. I fixed it, but something important happened. That was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I didn't calculate properly. Yeah. And then I've paid for the, I've paid some part of it. Yeah. But the guy has prepared a certain number. I was like, ah, people will come. Yeah. And people that came were not up to. Oh, so it was so too it much. Was, it was too much food. So it was like, you have to pay for the money. So now it was costing you because people didn't show people up. People didn't show up. Mm. It cost me. Then he packed the food for me. <laughs> to take it home? To take it home. <laughs> now, guess what? Yeah. After everyone has gone home, yeah. he packed everything, he packed all the sand and yeah. light into the car. Personally, took the food to Northbridge and started giving it to the homeless people. He said. And that's what made me happy. So yeah. I was like, Really, people didn't come, yeah. but then I was able to like, give, give it food. to someone else. Like 20 plates of like proper Turkish yeah, food. Yeah. And we were like, wow, proper, are you serious? I'm like, yes, <laughs> That's it. awesome. So I was like, giving yeah. them food, I was yeah. like, this makes sense now. Yeah, it's like there's a reason why that yeah, happened. Yeah, that happened. Exactly. I'm like, this makes sense now. Yeah. Huh? But yeah. then I, won't, I can't go back there to do another show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's going to cost you. It's going to cost me a lot of money. 
So Victor, you've, you've talked about, I think, you, like I said, you're an inspiration from the day that I met you. You're funny, you're, mm. um, you're community-minded. It's a, it's a very rare combination to find yeah. in a young African man these days. What would you say to people who are sort of somewhere in their lives where maybe they're studying something that they don't want to do or in a job that they don't want to do, but they know they have a passion, but there's all these things that have happened in their past that is stopping them from moving forward and following their dreams. What would your advice be to some of our listeners? Uh, I would say, if you're studying what you don't study and you just started, mm -hmm. just stop. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Just stop. Like, I wish, from the beginning, Yeah. I was going to study theater art. Mm -hmm. But my dad said, mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. you cannot send you to school to yeah. school. What's the theater? Yeah. What are you going to be doing? Yeah. Now, I want to study banking and finance. Mm -hmm. And I went to the UK again to continue with postgraduate and finance. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't pass. Yeah. I passed banking and finance. I had a second class offer yeah. in banking and finance. Yeah. But when I got to postgraduate mm -hmm. in finance, mm -hmm. that's where I knew that there's no future in this. Because yeah. when I was about going back, to Nigeria, then I was something just told me mm. you need to do something relating to community. Yeah, that was when I went back to Nigeria and mm. I started the colorful. Yeah, which made no sense to everyone back home. Yeah, I'm like, you, you just want to go to an open center yeah. with speakers and yeah. party with them. I said yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Like, instead of just giving them stuff, yeah. let's spend time with them and yeah. party with them. Okay. And with that little thing. The government yeah. requested for us to be giving them report. They requested the minister for like home uh, for the uh, what's it called orphanage centers yeah. called us for a meeting. They had yeah. a meeting with yeah. just because of that kind of idea. Mm. They were like, "What you're doing is not like those those interests. We haven't heard of this before. before. Yeah, and then. People started contacting us for mm. birthdays. Oh, I want to do my birthday. Mm. What orphanage? So we started gathering data. Mm. So if you're like now, I'm doing social work. I'm doing social science. I'm doing online services. But then this is when I'm getting like this is what I should have studied. Exactly. But now, if I studied that ten years ago, yeah, I think I would have moved faster. Yeah. Yeah. Been somewhere like else. right now, I'm even working in a community store. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, whatever you can do, mm -hmm. that you can do without stress. Yeah. Like now, I can, if you say you want to organize an event, mm -hmm. I can say, oh, let's do this and this. You'll mm -hmm. be like, wow, that's so fast. Yeah. We are meant to have like a proper one hour to two hours meeting and all that. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 it's fine. Let's just do that. I know how that can provide some. I know how that can provide some. Yeah. Got networks. Network. Everything is done. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, bye. Like, start study west. They had a meeting with me for like. 20 minutes mm. and we're like are we done mm. like yes we're done that's it mm. and we're like wow this is really good exactly so it's it's you're now able to apply what you're studying and what you're like because you're doing it because i'm so doing it, it makes sense so then because that's why people get sad yeah you go to school you do a course that you don't think you like yeah. because of pressure from people yeah you end up getting you end up in a long time exactly like, yeah. So a, a lot of what I'm hearing then is that, um, that there, it's very important to know what your passion is and to allow yourself to find out what that passion yeah, is. Yeah, allow yourself. And, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. A lot of people can't just pick up and change mm -hmm. courses, obviously. Well, that's great. I think that's a great piece of advice for a lot of people. Now, I had a bonus question. Fried or grilled chicken? 
Have you had those air fryers? <laughs> air fryer? Air fryer. Yeah, yeah, the so ones that you don't use oil. You don't so, use oil. Yeah? That's the best. That's the best. <laughs> Alright, air fried chicken. Air fried chicken is so good. Yeah, and it's healthy. It's healthy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It gets into the meat inside inside. Really? Because now I, I went to a place to go and say, well done. Yeah. And I can sense the blood from the <laughs> like, this is not well done. Okay. I'm like air fried. Air fried they chicken. They should actually add it to the menu. Alright. Air, yeah. air fried chicken then. Alright, so that's all the questions I had. Um, do you have any upcoming shows that we should look out for? Any projects that may be long term that we yeah. can look out for? Um, or visit your page and see what's visit happening. Visit my page yeah. and be colorful, the comedian. Yeah. And be colorful. Mm -hmm. And be colorful Australia now. Be I'm planning to start um, visiting HK. Great, okay. To do drum and dancing. Mm -hmm. And I hopefully would like to start my own therapy session yes, for yes. disability. Yes. But then, um, Easter Monday, we're trying to promote an African restaurant. It's Great. called um, Asida. Okay. Asida is in Palkata. Yeah. And we're trying to promote that because mm. um, it's a very nice, it's very nice food. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to them I'm like, you need to have comedian cuisine here. Yeah. Like it's very nice food. Yeah. And it's Easter Monday, and mm. I think people would like to come. Yeah. Because they're free. On exactly. Actually, it's it's interesting because the first show, the first comedian cuisine you did when I went, that was the first time I even knew of Mama Africa, the restaurant. Exactly. I've been back since, and I I got there because of you, and because the food is amazing. So then, yeah. That's one of my goals to yeah. promote African businesses. Yeah. And yeah, just the. Um, Facebook. Facebook. Yep. Awesome. Uh, everything. Awesome. The comedian. Thank you so much for taking the time Thank to chat you with too. me. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah. I really appreciate you. Keep it up. Yep. And then don't give up. Don't Thanks. give up on your dream. Don't get tired. Keep looking for more talent. Awesome. Thank you and for then. that, Victor. Thank you. <laughs>so much for listening i hope you got something out of that what i certainly got was you know what where we are now and if we don't do anything about where we are don't start making small changes to start following a passion or a dream even as small as it seems today if we don't do anything we're going to be in the same place we are because a past version of you you are where you are right now because a past version of you did not do what you know you should have done so you might as well serve yourself now and do something a little bit like just just even small start following that dream a little bit um my example is when i i, I <laughs> it's really funny okay so when i i started wanting to change certain habits and we'll kind of start talking about changing habits i think next month it is but i started wanting to change certain habits so I drafted up a plan of the person that I wanted to be. So I already know this person exists. It's a future version of me that I haven't met yet. So I drafted up a plan of what her schedule looks like. And it kind of looked like this. She wakes up in the morning really early, um, has puts, puts time aside for meditation, and um, puts time aside for prayer, puts time aside to have breakfast, gets ready, and actually puts effort into what she looks like because it does matter to her um 
And so I had to put things in my calendar, like, you know, the time that I wake up, the time that I start meditation, the time that I stretch, the time I do this. And for two whole months, I did those things very sparingly. Like sometimes I would do it one day, I'd do it one day, I won't. But the best part about it was I didn't judge myself. So if I woke up in the morning and didn't meditate, I didn't judge myself in that moment. I went, oh, that's okay. I've got tomorrow. I can try this again. And so when I, that mindset saved me so much because previously, even when about going to the gym, I know a lot of us sign up for the gym and don't end up doing it. But even going to the gym, I'd, I'd wake up and if I didn't go to the gym, I'd feel so bad. I'd feel like I've failed myself. I'd feel like I'm lying. I'd feel like I'm a fake. But instead, I replaced that and just went, ah, oh, okay, I didn't do that. But that's okay, I'll try it again tomorrow. And so because it's in my it's in my calendar as a repetitive action that it happens every morning, for example, meditation, I know that I have to do it. Not that I have to, but I know I will do it at some point. But I will have to keep, I, I won't change the time. So my downfall had been I will create a plan to do something and then I'll change the time because I haven't done it at 7 a.m. So then I'll say 7.30 is when I'll do it. Instead, I'd just be like, no, no, I'll just do it tomorrow at 7 a.m. So be consistent. And even if you fail, just keep going. It took me about two months before I actually put that into practice. But you know what it did? Having it in my calendar told me that that is a part of me. Even if I'm not participating in this now, a, a version of me is not participating in this life. It's who I am going to be. And one day that will be my life. And so every morning I'd look at that and go, that's my schedule. I might have not done it today, but that is my schedule. And eventually it became a habit subconsciously. I created a habit that I did not have. So I'm looking forward to talking about habits and even letting go of habits, kind of following the same pattern and way of doing things. Like I said, every month I'm going through this and I don't actually, I'm not an expert in any of this. I am just looking for ways to do it better myself. And in, in doing so, I'm hoping that it's helping you hopefully um, move past things that have blocked you in the past to become the best version of yourself. So thank you so much for listening to my little rant there at the end. I really look forward to um, seeing you guys next week. Next week, I'm going to be looking at the higher power. Um, what I'm calling more precisely the guardian angel complex, which is a, I feel like adding complex at the end of everything just makes it complex. So I'm going to probably keep doing that, <laughs> but I'm going to be having one of my really good friends, Patrick Myrico. He's a, um, he owns vision studio photography, takes amazing photos, and he's been doing a fantastic work in graphic design recently that, but even more than that, he is one of the most powerful Christians that I've ever met. And um, I thought this would be a, a fitting conversation to have with him because we've had these conversations before about the spiritual world and the why, where do thoughts come from and why do we have certain thoughts. So that should be very interesting for next week. I look forward to seeing you guys then.